Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022, and this is day 1618 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for joining us on our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and all of our strength. Thank you so much for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life. Thank you, Lord, for empowering us through the power of the Holy Spirit to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Uh, Before I tell you about the message, I want to make sure, I always forget to do this. Uh, We do, uh, every Wednesday night, we do a Bible study and it's called Life Talk. So we uh, do it via Zoom and uh, you can join us if you like from uh, 6, let's see, we start at 6.30 to 7.30 and uh, please feel free to join us if you'd like. Uh, our website, you can go to our website, uh, JackieBikesMinistries.org, uh, and the link for Life Talk will be there. Uh, tonight, we'll be talking about our gifts and learning more about them. We're going to do a little quick test uh, assessment over our gifts to determine what your top five gifts are. So please join us. Uh, this evening at 6.30 for Life Talk. All righty, so now let's get to the word. Uh, Today's topic is, or title is, Focus on the Good. You know how we can get so hung up on the negative or the past, and that was possibly resolved, and and you're still harping on it. You're still, you know, harboring it. And uh, it is um, actually blocking you from doing the will of God to the fullest, because that is still a hindrance. And God uh, here is showing us how, or at least one of the things (laughs) that we're getting out of this study today is how to move forward. How do we treat one another? How do we deal with situations? Uh, So this is, uh, we're coming out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. And this is Paul speaking. And he says, now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, again, he's talking to fellow believers, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, focus, because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strives to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole heart, or may your whole spirit, I'm sorry, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Quite a bit there, right? It's some good stuff. We're going to break it all down. <laughs> all right. So, uh, and then too, I want to make sure to let you know that I am reading out of the new international version of the study Bible. It's a study Bible. Okay. So first and foremost, Paul shared some very important attributes with this young church of Thessalonians. Let's take note of them and apply them to our own lives. So I'm going to go through the list and I wrote down 17 of them and I might have missed one or two. So hopefully not. I went over it and over it, <laughs> but, but yeah. So uh, the first one, acknowledge and, and admonish your leaders who care for you in the Lord. So these would be those leaders, maybe a mentor in Christ. It could be uh, your pastor, the deacons, the elders, uh, people in the church. You might say, well, I don't really go to church, but I believe in Jesus and I may do service on Zoom. Well, it may be somebody, still a pastor or somebody that you call to and say, hey, can you pray with me? Uh, so, you know, acknowledge them for what they're doing. Encourage them. The second one, live in peace with each other. You know, so that means, you know, we put others' feelings before our own. Uh, and that's going to help us to live with, in peace with each other. You know, if you notice that someone is hurt or or maybe you may have said something that might have harmed someone, you know, make sure that you get that straight so that you're able to live in peace with, with each other. Third, um, warn those who are, who are idle and disruptive. And you can do that in love, but let them know because you care about them. And uh, you know the saying, uh, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. When you're doing nothing, you're more likely to fall into the trap of doing the, the work of Satan or him enticing you. So it is important that we're not idle or, or lazy when it comes to doing the will of God and, and discerning what it is. You know, sometimes someone that's idle, just they might just be shy. Maybe that's the case. So let's not just dive in on somebody. Oh, you need to get busy doing what you're supposed to do. You're, you're just being lazy. Uh, we're not there to judge, but uh, discerning means waiting on the Holy Spirit to show you, but have a conversation with that person. And, and then if they're being disruptive, 
you know, make sure to let them know that and make those corrections. Fourth, encourage the disheartened. I bet you run into people on a daily basis who are disheartened, who are heartbroken, who've gone through some really hardships in their lives right now. Uh, We need to be ready to encourage them. Fifth, help the weak. There'll be those who, you know, we typically think of the weak as someone that's um, maybe financially down, uh, someone that may not have a home. Those do fall in that area. But there are also those who are strong in one area and weak in another. It could be a, a fellow coworker, and they're very strong at leadership, but horrible at collaboration. You know, so we need to help the weak and help those that um, each and every one of us have weak areas. But um, helping those who may be in need, especially, uh, will notice that someone that, you know, may not... Um, uh, may have just gotten out of prison and, and need some help navigating the system. How do I get from here to here? And we've run into people many times that we've helped in that area. Six, be patient with everyone. <laughs> and that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Be patient. <laughs> and peace also is one of the fruit of the Spirit. So we need to be patient with everyone. So don't be upset when things are trying your patience because that's how they're going to get developed. So <laughs> working in that area, I, I'm laughing because I know that was an area for me that God worked on that, you know, <laughs> and it's not like in the way you may think. It may be people that are coming up and and get testing you by getting on your nerves or that things that used to get on your nerves after it happening over and over, you're recognizing, oh, that's an area I need to improve on. It's not them, it's me. (laughs) All right, and number seven, make sure nobody repays evil for evil, but always strive to do what is good for each other and everyone else. It is not our job to pay back evil for evil. God says revenge is his. He will repay. So, you know, it it's kind of a natural in, uh, instinct for us to repay evil, uh, get back at people uh, from a worldly standpoint. That's what we do. But from God's standpoint, it's totally the opposite. He will handle it. That means we have faith in God and trust him. And then we're able to continue doing the work that he's given us. And then number eight says, rejoice always. And you might be wondering, even when I'm going through trials and tribulations, <laughs> count it all joy, James says, when you're going through various trials and tribulations, because it is going to uh, mature us in our strength, help us in persevering and uh, many other things that I can't remember all of them. But yes, <laughs> it'll help us in many ways. So we need to rejoice always. You can find something to rejoice about. Number nine, pray continually. Although we can't spend all our time on our knees, it is possible to have a prayerful attitude at all times. So being aware of situations, um, you may be at, at work or at the store or even pumping gas and see something or notice something with someone, you can just see it on their face or whatever. And, and just immediately while you're pumping gas, you're praying for that person. There'll be uh, situations that'll come up in your life like that 
on a daily basis. And then, of course, still spend your time with God in prayer. Uh, Ten, give thanks in all circumstances. You know, there is something good that you can find to give thanks. We need to always give thanks to God. Number 11, do not quench the Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is in work and in action in you or or where you are and you notice you know you may you may be like huh what are they doing speaking in tongues and you know wondering this is this doesn't sound right or you know uh, ask God to show you ask your pastor about it uh, if you don't understand it but don't quench it don't stop the flow of it uh, through your negativity you know, the Holy Spirit may be leading and guiding you in a certain way. And when you go the opposite way, you're quenching the spirit. You're being disobedient to what God is telling you to do. So you quench it. You know, it's like having a fire and then pouring water on it and putting it out and it just fizzles out. Right. But when we're aware of it, more so aware, we'll we'll stop doing it. So be aware of that. Number 12, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. So someone may prophesy something to you, foretelling, telling you something that is going to happen. And and don't go, oh, yeah, they, they just lie. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or it might be somebody that you may not quite look up to. And they come and tell you something the Lord put on their heart uh, uh, to share with you. Uh, let's not... Let's not condemn that. Let's, you know, hey, let's say, okay, I'll never forget. I had three people over a few years tell me the same thing. Uh, Pastor Jackie or Sister Jackie, hey, you've got unforgiveness in your heart. Uh, Three different occasions. And you know what? They were right. And I had to Finally, I didn't have to, but I chose to finally yield and obey God and get that right and forgive my father, you know, who I, I and, th- and that, listen, that went back to that repaying evil for evil. That's what I was doing. I'll get him. I'm not going to forgive him. I'm going to be bitter towards him. And the Lord dealt with my heart on that. And, and I forgave. And, and I also asked him to forgive me, him and my stepmom to forgive me for harboring that bitterness and anger in my heart in my heart towards them for things that were done in the past that you know weren't right but it still didn't give me the right to uh, harbor unforgiveness and uh me calling myself paying them back uh the other thing is when we don't forgive it's like um you know saying that Jesus uh, die on the cross so that we're forgiven by God was was nothing. <laughs> we can receive that forgiveness, but we're not willing to give it out. And then uh, number 13, hold on to what is good. There's many things that are around us that are good. Hang on to that. And 14, reject every kind of evil. Don't accept that. Reject it. And 15, pray for others, those in the ministry. Please Keep all of the all of us in your prayers. Um, it is very important. We need that. Sixteen, greet God's people with a holy kiss, or or even with a handshake, or or with an elbow bump. <laughs> in the in the times we're living in right now, right? But basically, greet each other in kindness and supporting one another. 
17, read the word of God to all. And this, that Paul had sent out this letter, it was important. They didn't have a, you know, ways, I don't think, to copy hundreds and hundreds or thousands of copies. So he had them read it at each of the churches and to make sure that everyone got the word. Well, we have that responsibility by teaching the word of God and making sure to read the word of God, not just give our own opinions, make sure it's God's word. So my journey uh, in life, I've had, you know, these daddy issues, you know, (laughs) and um, mainly because of the divorce that took place with my parents. And I was seven years old and my siblings, I'm the oldest of five, uh, actually the oldest of seven. And um, so, you know, when that happened, it it disrupted a lot of things in my life. And as I shared with you a minute ago, how I harbored unforgiveness in my heart towards my father, because, you know, I felt like he should have done more in helping us. And uh, but God made a way we struggled a lot uh, and. I held that, but but I moved forward and uh, I forgave and I and I love my father uh, as though nothing had ever happened and and even when I think about the things that happened uh, that weren't good, I still love him unconditionally. It doesn't it doesn't upset me like it used to because I've truly forgiven, and my father is now transitioning. He is about to go to heaven. He is right now in hospice care at home. And my sister, uh, two sisters in North Carolina where they live are taking care of him, mainly my one sister um, who is there with him, living there with him uh, and really working hard. And, and, And I'm praying for both of them there, that they're in the whole family. But I was able to talk to him yesterday as he is bedridden right now. He can't talk right now. Um, Many things that he's dealing with as he is transitioning, they said that it would probably be any day now. And it's it's really a bitter sweet knowing that he's going to be with the Lord and totally healed is the sweetness. The bitterness is hard because, you know, we've had over the last few years, some really good times together. And one of the ones that I treasure is, even though he lives in North Carolina, when my sister Joyce got married again, um, and uh, this must have been about maybe three or four years ago now, he made it a point to persevere, to press his way here. So he and my two sisters and my nephew and well, two, and a niece and uh, my brother-in-law, all came together, flew down to attend my sister's wedding and to hang out with us over the weekend. And it was one of the most beautiful occasions ever. The wedding, of course, was beautiful, but the one thing that stood out was that my father pressed his way to be with us. And I'll always treasure that and many of the pictures that we took and the laughter that we had. And, you know, he was he was talking and laughing. He had a bad hip. He still was able to get around. And <laughs> we ate together, broke bread together. And everything from the past that was negative no longer mattered. 
We focused on that moment, the good, and I will forever hang on to that. And I know that we will all see each other again during the, um, whether it be uh, through death and transitioning or whether it be when we're caught up in the rapture to be together. And I am so grateful to God for allowing me to focus on the good things that have come out of our relationship. So I love you, Daddy, and I know God is with you. So what about you? Do you know the Lord is your Savior? That is the most important move you could ever make, the most important choice you could ever make. As I fight away my tears right now, um, (laughs) Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the ultimate. And that is what my father did. He accepted Jesus as his savior. So now he's on his way to be with the Lord, uh, along with many, many, many more. And you are so important to the Lord that he wants to make sure that you too have that opportunity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to join us tonight, if you like, at 6.30 for Life Talk uh, for one hour. And the link is on our website. And then also don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community uh, with our youth. And we could certainly use your support. We're teaching them workforce skills, life skills, uh, peer mediation, workforce skills. Now I already say that. Entrepreneurship development <laughs> and uh, human and sex trafficking awareness. Thank you so much for your partnership, for your financial support, for your prayers. We are extremely grateful. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.